0: hello and welcome back to tells hi andrew
1: good afternoon from stones gambling hall way out here california sacramento to be specific
0: are you getting paid to advertise stones gambling hall on this podcast
1: no i believe not not. i'm just trying to give the people some uh (laughs) I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but let you know where this noise you're, you're experiencing is, uh, is emanating from.
0: First time recording a podcast in a casino?
1: Could drive us all a little batty.
0: Yeah, we'll see.
1: Well, we better uh, not, not ramble on and on then, just in case we're talking to nobody here.
0: Well, it'd be nice if you had called me, then I wouldn't have a need to ramble on and on. Do you know how That's many true. things I have to tell you?
1: That's true. We could just talk to each other here. Regardless exactly. of whether we're using this.
0: Exactly. For starters, I'd like to ask you what you do on the plane during the flight attendants safety demonstration, Andrew Nimi.
1: <laughs> what do I do? I'm uh, probably looking at my phone. That's, that'd be my guess.
0: Yeah, I do the same thing. And after I saw the Southwest incident, yeah, rethinking life rethinking life that was really scary so if you haven't heard or maybe because you don't live in the u.s a local airline had an emergency landing because one of the engines failed and unfortunately one person died right right a couple others were injured so what i learned from all of that was to make sure that you listen to the flight attendants as they're giving their safety demonstration because <laughs> what was it like most of the people on the plane did not have their oxygen mask on correctly
1: yeah i saw that i saw a photo of the people having it on incorrectly but what do you what happens if you don't put it on correctly and then you're like sort of denied that oxygen <laughs> is, is it really bad or your it just kind of pass out or is what?
0: going to be starved of oxygen and then you probably either die or become brain damaged is or, that
1: true I'm not I'm not convinced about that. I think you might pass out, but I don't know if anything worse than that happens.
0: Well, yeah, well, they don't they don't need somebody passing out because they already have <laughs> a lot of other things going on during that time if
1: To be honest, I would almost rather pass out and not be terrified <laughs> and uh just sort of sleep through the whole thing. So maybe I'll just forego the oxygen mask if it com- if it comes down.
0: No, but then you're a liability. And you're a burden to somebody else who has to carry your limp body <laughs> off the plane or, you know, down the little slides that go into the water if you have right? a water landing. No, that is irresponsible, Andrew. Maybe
1: mean? I can include a note in my pocket that says, please put mask back on me after, <laughs> this, after this ordeal is all over with and done.
0: So you're just <laughs> going to w- walk around with that uh, note in your pocket every time you fly?
1: yeah maybe that's a that's an idea but uh yeah a little bit terrifying i flew southwest out here and i, flying I Southwest you back you tomorrow.
0: as soon as i saw that
1: but i mean odds are they're going to be looking at all these uh these jets these engines on these planes now with a very thorough eye will be extra safe now on my flight back which is kind of uh not well it's not a very nice way of looking at it because someone uh, lost their life which is very sad but um yeah the odds are so low that something else bad is going to happen but That's maybe crazy. i shouldn't be uh maybe i shouldn't be like anti-jinxing myself or whatever
0: yeah i don't even remember the last time i heard of anything like that um i was quite scared I
1: Indeed, lie. i've been uh too busy here to really uh ponder it too deeply there's lots going on here at stones this week
0: yeah what's been happening over there because i haven't gotten any phone calls like one text a day
1: yeah this is very trying it's very trying for our relationship when uh one of us is on the road and just it's non-stop it's a non-stop month really
0: it's very trying for who (laughs) for our relationship (laughs) i said oh okay
1: being put to the test here
0: yeah it's very stressful very stressful
1: (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it's uh been pretty busy here we i've been in the in the booth most of the evenings, uh, the commentary booth, which has been pretty fun. And I'm hopping back in the booth tonight, which should be really fun because two legends are going to be sitting right next to me, Jason Somerville and Lex Beldhouse. All three of us are going to be in the booth tonight.
0: Whoa, look at you. Yeah,
1: I know. I feel a little bit outclassed here, but uh, whatever. What else is new?
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of that, did you see that WSOP and 888 Poker are... What is it? Combining the three states, the player pool in the three states that it is legal to play online?
1: I saw that. Things are happening online in online poker worlds in the in uh, the U.S.
0: Exciting. So there might be more than one person when you log on to WSOP at a table at a time. <laughs> That's very exciting.
1: Yeah, we're going to be uh, mixed with the people in New Jersey. I think there's only two people in Delaware, but the uh, <laughs> people in New Jersey will be joining us uh, on the same site in Nevada. And there's some things to figure out. I think some steps in order to make that happen from each player's point of view. Like you have to, I think you have to download new software.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And you have to make a new screen name. What? Yeah.
0: Why is that? You sound
1: very. You sound absolutely appalled by making a new screen name.
0: Yeah, my screen name is amazing. So what if it gets, uh, then it, I have to change it.
1: <laughs> what is your screen name?
0: Wouldn't you like to know? If I tell you, <laughs> I have to kill you.
1: What about all the people listening to this? You have to kill all those people?
0: Uh, no. So that's why I'm not going to tell you or them. Everyone <laughs> lives.
1: <laughs> well, uh, that's the way it works. You have to download a new piece of software, The new the new client that is matched with everybody else. Thinking you make a new screen name. I'm not sure how the uh, cash out thing works, though. I think your money might transfer. I don't really know. So we need to double check on that one. But uh, anyway, it's cool, though, that uh, like you said, there's the liquidity is so small and the action is non-existent on WSOP, Nevada, Nevada. Have but we been now saying it wrong all
0: these years? Nevada. I don't, know
1: how, I don't know how to say it.
0: I say Nevada.
1: I think that's right. OK.
0: Yeah, that's pretty exciting. I thought that was the best news to come out of the poker world. For non-table or casino players in the USA?
1: There's all this drama happening on Twitter and 2 plus 2 about it.
0: Really? Tell me more.
1: Well, actually what I was going to say is that (laughs) I haven't had time to really get super into it and find out what everyone's beef is. I just saw that there was lots of arguing going on back and forth. And I haven't read, haven't really dug into it. I mean, I know one thing is that you're allowed to use HUDs in New Jersey, but not in Nevada that is is the heads up that is the heads up display where it tells you you know everyone's um, VPIP which is voluntary put in pot which means the times that they put the money in to the pot it's like how many hands they are playing basically and so it takes it's tracking their stats and stuff like pretty basic stats like their three bet percentage so anyway you're allowed to use a HUD in New Jersey but not in Nevada and now the debate is whether to allow everyone to use it or to take it away from everybody And I think they're taking it away from everybody, which is kind of suspect because people will always be able to figure out a way around that and make their own HUD. Mm -hmm. So they can block the main ones like Hold'em Manager. But the smart players or the smart computer savvy players who really want to have a HUD will still figure out a way to make their own.
0: So then everyone's at a disadvantage, really, if you take it away. And then some have it kind of like the online like, games what was the thing where people would just come to play with him because he had sat down at a table
1: oh like seat scripting so yeah people makes people write another like piece of software where it immediately sits them when an unknown player sits down at a table
0: right so this then becomes a, a similar issue no because yeah. the people who have the means and the ability to write code or get somebody else to write code for them are then at an advantage
1: right so i don't know it's always something with online poker it's just always something to figure out this is why i like this is why i sort of defaulted to live poker i guess over the years even though it's like the convenience of online poker is awesome you know live poker pretty simple you show up you don't need a screen name nobody has a hud (laughs) Yeah, wait you sit on the wait list, there's no seed scripting. Although I guess you could probably like tip the floor man and try and jump the list that way.
0: Yeah, but is that really gonna be to your advantage?
1: Well, it saves you from waiting around.
0: Still, I mean that doesn't change the game, does it? Whereas Not like, really. the the HUD and the seed scripting might change the profitability of some players versus others.
1: Sure. So anyway, it's cool to uh, you know, see that development and Uh, Pennsylvania is coming online later this year and then maybe they'll be added to the player pool at some point which once there's a you know actually a proper pool that will incentivize other states to get their act together come online join us.
0: That's good I mean but the other thing that I I wonder is that if all these pools are being put together there's still only what these two companies right like WSOP and 888 to whoever else, MGM. Um, it's not, where's the competition coming from then?
1: Well, so there's Party Poker as well. They are in New Jersey and Poker Stars is in New Jersey too. But
0: okay.
1: those other companies don't have a license. Uh, they might be licensed, but they're not up and running in Nevada. I mean, Party Poker, do, uh, Poker Stars doesn't have a license here yet because they were blocked. So yeah, those are the only two companies that are up and running, I think. Okay. In multiple states.
0: So, do you think they'll the, the like WSOP is going to have a massive advantage once say the other states do come on? Does WSOP now have this like massive advantage for being first, or do you think it would still be players just choosing to go where it's better?
1: So, PokerStars was uh, blocked from New Jersey for a while for a number of years. They were uh, you know the last to market, but it took them super short time span in order to become the number one operator in new jersey PokerStars has a lot of uh weapons at their disposal they have a huge player list from back in the day uh from players all over the uh united states that they can market to in their database so no one's going to really feel too sorry for PokerStars. stars um but we, yeah we do want competition but i don't think we'll i don't think it'll be a lack of competition you know once it uh starts once it starts moving the uh, these several of these big companies have will have licenses and Hopefully it'll be uh, good for everybody to see them compete against each other.
0: Do you think it will ever be as big as it was back in the day? Or do you think it will be bigger or not so much?
1: I don't know. That's the, uh, the ongoing debate. Um, Barry Greenstein, I was uh, watching him on Joe Ingram's podcast, and he was saying there will be, a, there will be another poker boom once the uh, domino effect is uh, underway and all the other states start to come online. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like I have trouble believing that because it's a little bit different now. I think there's like different people. They get so into gaming and stuff. Uh, You know, like Twitch gaming and all these other things. Esports is just growing and growing. So it's like people only have so much time to get involved with certain things. And will poker still be as exciting uh, as it as it was back in the day when it was you know peaking? Tough to really say. It's good to be optimistic about these things. And uh, I think there will be obviously like an uptick, but will it be as massive as before? Tough to envision.
0: So you don't have a crystal ball there at Stone's gambling Hole?
1: No, I have, uh, they have this thing, this uh, hot stone item on the menu, the food menu, where you cook your, uh, your meat on this uh, stone that they bring you. The stones <laughs> are like just kind of sitting in the, the fire oven. I don't know what this has to do with anything, but it reminded me of it.
0: <laughs> So that that stone did not give you any foresight into the future of poker, I guess.
1: No, it only it gave me cooked meat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, commentary, aren't you exhausted from all this talking?
1: It's so it's pretty easy. I mean, it's you know you're like watching other people play poker and you're just kind of casually talking about the hands. Um, I think people here uh, at Stones and people who watch the live stream at Stones they're not a, like a super hardcore strategy oriented poker audience. I think they, they enjoy a good gamble and they're not looking to get every single aspect of every single poker hand broken down into every little minutia detail. So I don't, it's not too much of like a, a worry in that regard. We can sit back, just watch these guys talk about what's going on. I can add my two cents here and there, try and chime in and uh, give a little bit of thoughts on strategy and stuff. But for the most part we're having beers and stuff and just hanging out.
0: Oh dear. and the beers
1: are uh the beers that people are sending into the booth every single night are the most exhausting part of uh this trip.
0: <laughs> Ever heard of the word no, Andrew Demi?
1: Yeah, but uh I mean I also want to be like, you know, accommodating. I'm a guest here in the uh at Stones and I don't want to be like a, a spoil sport, you know.
0: What nonsense. <laughs> What we'll see what Jason
1: nonsense. we'll see what Jason Somerville does tonight. He, he's in the booth. He's like the expert of this stuff. So if he is having a beer, then I'll feel better about me having a beer. But if he's declining beverages, okay, then I might be uh yeah, uh, I might start to try and figure out how to say no more often.
0: <laughs> so, uh is this the mo- I don't I only saw two people in the booth the past couple of nights. Is this the first time you have three people bodies in that booth?
1: We've had three people just kind of like briefly in the booth over the past week but it's more set up for two people but now uh uh Jason is sort of like setting up the booth in like run it up tv mode and he's setting up for like three people three mics to have it like a proper setup for that number of people so it'll be uh it should be all official these guys are working on it all afternoon to get it all up and running fancy yeah pretty fancy high tech it's like it's a learning experience for me, for sure. Um, I'm just kind of like thrown in here. It's by far the most commentary I've done. And cool to uh, be working next to Jason Somerville and uh, Lex as well tonight.
0: Do you see commentating in your future?
1: I like, I like this, how it's, uh, like I said, pretty casual. And then I can, you know, talk about some hands here and there. But they got some of the other streams, uh, like Live at the Bike, you know, they're, they're like analyzing every single hand, everyone's position and their, their decisions. This one is more my speed, a little bit, or a lot more casual. So I don't know. I mean, if if that's the uh, vibe that people want to go for, I'd be happy to do some commentating, like that. But uh, yeah, if we're trying to like break down hands and ranges and stuff, doesn't really doesn't really get me that excited.
0: Oh, that's too bad. Is it? You look very handsome on the stream, so I thought you know maybe.
1: Oh, well, maybe thanks, that's love. what you want to do. <laughs> Thanks, love. Yeah, I wouldn't say no when you put it that way.
0: <laughs> Such an easy ego stroke. Oh my.
1: Yep, that's all I needed.
0: Oh my.
1: I don't know. We had a pretty funny uh live stream going uh on my channel after the blogger game on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um obviously once again many beverages were had and Brad Owen was here hanging out with me at the bar. And he's a newly single man, so we were we hopped on the, the YouTube live stream and we were talking about dating and apps, dating apps. We even got the bartenders involved in the conversation here at Stones. And then I promptly uh, took that stream down because nobody needs to uh, you know, be viewing that you know, after we're like, all sober and everything.
0: So what, did you, what knowledge did you impart on Brad? I don't remember. Oh, well, I mean, then what was the point of telling us? You can't even share what you told you spoke about.
1: <laughs> that way, I realized that after I started talking about it. And then I was like, this is a pointless uh, mention.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, but I did come across a question that I have about, yeah, how do you support your loved one when they are going through a tough time? So basically, uh, the story was that this girl it broke up with her boyfriend because she said he was not emotionally inept. So if she said she had an issue, then he would just say, oh, it's going to be okay. And she thought that was unacceptable. You know, he would just say, oh, it's going to be okay. Or just like give her a a quote or something um, or say, I wish there was something I could do for you which he took to mean that it was now own. about him.
1: She took He took that to mean what?
0: She took that to mean that he had turned it into some like about him. You oh, know, when okay. he says, I wish, I wish there was something I could do for you. So yeah. if you were that guy in that situation, what would you do? And how do you think or what do you think is the appropriate way to support a loved one who's like, you know, Stressed out about something, had a bad day, no has a loss. And what would you do uh, differently, perhaps, or the same? Or you, know. you mean
1: ex- I, need, I need an example here. Give me an example if you were going through something.
0: Uh, so maybe I'm at work and my boss is like a big jerk and asked me to do like five projects, even though I already have another like five projects uh, like going. And okay. I come home and I'm telling you all of this. Yeah. And you go. Oh, don't worry. It's gonna be okay. <laughs>
1: right. So, I mean, I would try and ask you if there's uh any way. I mean, it's I don't know if it, I don't know if there's a way for me to actually help on the projects, but uh, if there's a way for um, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like a two two pronged strategy of lending help. I mean, on one hand, you want to lend an ear and uh, you know hear what's going on in your significant other's world. I think, and you know, be a part of it. And then, in a more practical manner, you want to try and uh, see if there's anything you can do to help them out. I mean, it's tough. Like, if you if you're if it's projects that it, that you're doing at work and that I'm useless towards, uh, then I don't know if I can actually like help you out and get the work done or whatever. But if uh, we can figure out a way to like how you craft a conversation with your boss or your manager or whatever, and uh, let them know that it's just not going to be feasible and like you know work through that discussion at home before having that discussion at work that's that's another option i mean i guess it sort of depends on like what it is would be most beneficial and helpful to you and how i can uh play that role
0: yeah but what does that mean like why are you trying to fix my problem i didn't ask you to fix the problem i just well that's well that's what i
1: said well that's what i said in the first place like first of all i want to be there and like just hear what the hear what the issue is and and empathize with you and uh be you know be supportive in whatever way i can and, and if that if that means not actually doing any sort of work or whatever or having any conversations and just being there uh and to you know chip in elsewhere or if that's if that's what you want or if that's not what you want either way
0: but what would you say as like empathizing
1: so just get your shit together and get it done <laughs>
0: You know, because I think that it's not really the the idea that you're not there, but the, the idea that you want to fix it and you have like a canned response to the situation. You know, so I think that was her biggest issue. Like you're not listening to what is being said before trying to offer a solution. Because she said her friends told her that she needs to just not expect everything from her significant other. And, you know, when she's going through stuff like that, go and talk to her f- girlfriend or her mom or her sister. Do I don't think? know why
1: she has sucked any of those people. Doesn't she sort of need to, like, figure out what's happening at work and, like, how she's able to get through all these, like, 10 projects?
0: Okay. So, <laughs> you see, that was the conversation. Because your right? initial reaction is, she should fix the problem, whereas talking about the problem is a way to think and a way to, right. you know, put into context what you're supposed right. to do to fix the problem. So yeah. why shouldn't she talk to her mom if she doesn't feel like or her sister, if she doesn't feel like she's being heard by her partner?
1: Well, this is what I said in the first place, that the partner should be able to have this conversation about what's going on, understand what's going on. And then if it's an issue of like trying to figure out how to craft a conversation with the the manager or the boss or whatever, or if it's about communicating it and sound like, I mean, when I have a poker hand sometimes that is, uh, I'm not sure what I should have done in the moment. And then I write it down in our uh, poker group. A lot of times I don't actually need feedback. It's like once I've sort of written it down and looked at it, it's a lot more clear, maybe not 100%, but it's a lot more clear what I should have done in that instance. It's all. It's of course like a nice sort of uh, when you when you get someone to like back up your thoughts after you've written it out, gotten it out of your head. It's on paper. You can sort of see it. So, just having that in the form of a partner, I think is pretty beneficial. But I I think it's like I think it's just going to depend on what exactly partner wants, right? Do they want someone to just have a conversation with? Do they want someone to help them figure out how to craft that conversation? Do they want help with the actual Project work in some way.
0: Yeah, you see, I think the the thing is like if you if you're a girl and you go to your friend to tell them about your awful day at work, the first thing they say is not what can we do about it, which is what your initial reaction was. What can we do about it? So that is what the conversation is about. It's not about whether your partner can help you fix your problem or not. It's about how your partner reacts during that time when you need empathy versus a solution.
1: Right. Yeah, I think you need to be malleable. Malleable, And, uh, you know, if if it's just like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, (laughs) guys like to just figure this shit out.
0: Talking, I've learned, is a way of thinking. So when you talk things out, then you get to think them through. And and then we and I think we've just said, oh, guys don't deal with well with like talking about stuff. So don't tell him if you need to talk things through. Just tell your girlfriends. And then how do you get more comfortable with not trying to fix somebody's problem and just being there to support them?
1: And support means what?
0: I think it means allowing people to be in their space and feel whatever emotion that comes up for them without trying to change it or project your feelings or emotions on the situation. But you (laughs) go. So it's insulting to add that
1: part, that second part. What? Is it insulting to add that second part
0: to fix it? Yeah. No, it's not, but it's just like, I think a bypass that you use to not get into feelings. Because mm-hmm. if you have to listen and empathize, like when you empathize, sometimes you actually feel the same feeling as somebody else, right? Um, it doesn't uh, mean you have to get all caught up in the whatever's going on, but empathizes like I put myself in your shoes, which would girls make are me so feel weird, uncomfortable to feel what you're feeling.
1: Girls are so silly. <laughs>
0: Guys are so silly. People like men and women are different and we should own those differences, but that doesn't let you off the hook of not being able to empathize with me because I'm a woman and going, oh, it's going to be okay. Now let's see what we can do to fix it.
1: That's what we need. We need fixes.
0: (laughs) I'm not opposed to fixing anything at all. I think... Fixes are very necessary, but if it's at the cost of feeling,
1: marriage marriage is a uh, a business partnership, right? So it's not like a, a feelings group.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then why get married if you just
1: to solve problems together efficiently?
0: Well, that
1: sucks. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: Okay, if you're not married, don't get married. You heard it here first. Save yourself. Well, then
1: you're never going to fix any problems.
0: That's not true. You can just find other people to fix problems with.
1: I can't. I need you to fix all my problems.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not signing up to fix any of your problems. I'm just going to be there and say, it's okay, don't worry. It's going to get better.
1: Okay, I'll solve your problems. (laughs) All right, we just made nobody's life any better. We just wasted 20 minutes of their lives.
0: Well, uh, anything else you have to tell us before you go and sit in the booth?
1: When are you coming to Montreal? Friday. So I come home tomorrow, which is Saturday, and then I'm there for like 24 hours, fly out on Sunday, off to Montreal, meetup game on Monday for anyone who's in Montreal. Brad Owen will be there. I will be there. Come play some two five, no limit hold'em. Have a beverage and hang out. And then, what are we going to do in? Uh, what do you want to do in Montreal?
0: How do you still have room for beverages after you've had beverages all week?
1: I didn't say I was going to have them. They're going to have
0: them. Uh huh. <laughs> what am I going to uh, do when I come to Montreal? What are we going to do? Oh, I want to go to the Scandinavian spa. Do you want to go?
1: What happens at a Scandinavian spa?
0: You do water therapy. So you do like saunas and then plunge pools, like in icy cold water, and you alternate. You do it four or five times. So each session is like 15 minutes, I think. So, yeah. yeah. That's what I want to do when I go to Montreal. You want to come? Probably. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you better pack your bathing suit. You don't sound too sure about that.
1: I've heard it's uh, snowing in Montreal.
0: I know, I looked at the thing, it's, uh, the weather's pretty pretty crap still, but yeah. um, it looks promising for the end of the week, it looks looks promising.
1: Okay, yeah, I want to walk around the city a little bit, just explore, see what there is to see in Montreal, because I've never been there.
0: Lots of food to be had. Great. I have a couple of bars and restaurants on my list already. Oh, you do? Already. Oh, yes.
1: Perfect. Thank you for solving that problem for me, I wasn't sure which ones I needed to go to.
0: Uh, yeah, as if you ever have a problem going to a bar. I was
1: feeling, I was feeling emotional, not having a bar yeah. yet.
0: <laughs> so are you gonna sit down, sit me down, and tell me about tell me about your problem yeah. about not having a place to eat?
1: Fear, resentment, <laughs> all those feelings.
0: You're so bratty. I think uh, I will let the listeners know next time I have an, an emotional problem what your response is
1: yeah well, i'm sure
0: it's going to be it's going to be okay don't worry i'm <laughs> sorry baby
1: we'll see what happens
0: we'll see what happens anything else exciting happen at stones this week
1: still trying to win at poker trying to figure out how to beat the game of poker um it seems to have escaped me
0: what happened do you think did you fall down somewhere and uh, hit your head and and lose yep. all your run good
1: i think that's what happened Um, the vlogger game happened. Uh, I think I booked a small loss, a few hundred dollars or something, maybe not even. Um, and Johnny vibes was the big winner. Played good, ran good. Nice. Brad Owen won a couple thousand dollars. What? Jamin Burton won something. I'm not sure how much. So good on those guys. You're the
0: only one who made no money.
1: I think so. I mean, the only vlogger, yeah. Yeah.
0: How do you think this is going to look for the favorable brand?
1: Not good. Mm-hmm. Sales will be plummeting.
0: Did you wear any favorable gear? Uh,
1: I wore the, a shirt last night on the stream and we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. talked but about...
0: During the game. Let's talk about that. No, you didn't. No, mm-hmm. no. There you go. There's your solution to your problem.
1: I think I might have worn... I wore the hoodie uh, for like the first half hour or something and then took it off.
0: So what, what can you do? Boosie creates favorable apparel for you to ensure <laughs> run good and you don't wear it. I'm sorry. I, I can't help you. See, this is exactly the problems that I can't help you with. I feel sad. <laughs> so next time you play poker, make sure to wear your favorable apparel and then you should get some run good.
1: Well, it'll be nice to see you tomorrow. Prepare to, prepare to cuddle.
0: I'm not prepared. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am. I'm prepared.
0: I think that is all we have time for today. Yeah. Enjoy the stream. Say what's up to Jason Somerville and Lex Feldhaus. Yeah. Ask Lex if Lex is from the Netherlands. Mm Mm-hmm. Feldhaus. Yeah. Ask him how he really pronounces his last name. Will you?
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I will.
0: (laughs) Because in Afrikaans, his last name would be Feltheis. So ask him how he pronounces right. his name in in the Netherlands.
1: All so right. I'm gonna, I'll put him in a corner.
0: You should ask him on the stream so we can all hear.
1: You got it. Any other requests?
0: Uh, No. I think that's it.
1: You want anything from Sacramento?
0: Not chocolate. I'm on a detox. So chocolate
1: it is. You're getting chocolate.
0: No. No? Okay, what do you want? How is that a present? (laughs) What do you want? How how am I supposed to know what's good in Sacramento? Aren't you supposed to be the one looking to see what's good in Sacramento? So you can give it to me?
1: I haven't been anywhere outside of the hotel, the casino, and one time I went to Chick-fil-A.
0: You had (laughs) Chick-fil-A?
1: Yeah.
0: And did you love it?
1: Uh, It was all right. I mean, it was good. Not, not amazing. Not bad.
0: I thought you were vegan. What what is this? Eating meat on the street?
1: You thought I was vegan?
0: Yeah, vegan-ish at least.
1: No, not even close. I told you I was cooking meat on a stone earlier.
0: All right. Only
1: when I'm home. Only when I'm home when you cook me delicious vegan meals. It was actually pretty good. Sound, I'm, I'm hungry right now. I could go for some uh, spicy chicken sandwich deluxe from Chick Fil A. <laughs> I got a cherry coke to go along with that and the waffle fries. Mmm, sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah, well, I don't think Chick-fil-A is the healthiest option.
1: You're right. All right, I'm going to go get a pizza.
0: <laughs> All right, enjoy your pizza.
1: Uh, thanks for talking to me today, my love. I miss you dearly.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> thanks. That sounds so <laughs> contrived. I miss you dearly. I've never heard you say that in my life.
1: <laughs> I've probably texted that once or twice.
0: I miss you dearly? Yeah. Never. I'm sorry. Not one time.
1: I sort of remember texting that. Maybe I'll search my text messages. Okay. All right. But thanks for having us on your podcast, listeners.
0: Chat to you <laughs> next week. Bye, guys. Bye.